Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. On Thursday, the National Hockey League kicks off festivities for this weekend's All-Star Tournament, and that's happening right here in St. Louis. It's the first time the Blues will host the league's All-Star events since 1988. And joining me in studio to talk about all the excitement is St. Louis Public Radio morning newscaster and reporter Wayne Pratt. Wayne, welcome to the program. Well, thanks for having me. Now, I understand that when we talk about All-Star festivities, that's not just marketing talk. As a non-hockey fan, I was fascinated to learn that instead of an all-star game, the NHL has an all-star tournament. How does that even work? Well, they started this format in 2016, so before then it was an all-star game. So this is newish. Uh, relatively, yes. So what they do, they have each team formed from their divisions, and then they go on the ice and they play a three-on-three game. Now, by three-on-three, I mean you have three skaters and a goalie. Usually in a normal hockey game, you have five skaters and a goalie. So this kind of speeds up the game, gets the fans into it, creates more excitement. That was the plan. And the teams uh, representing the divisions end up playing each other in a tournament format. So there will technically be three games on Saturday filling the time for a normal all-star game back before 2016. And it's been very successful with the fans. They like the excitement. They like the speed of the game. And it, it cuts down on... The violence of the game as well, because this is an exhibition. This is a celebration of the game. This isn't a grinded out type of playoff thing where everybody's hitting everybody because it means something, although there's a million bucks on the line here, too, for the winning team. A million bucks on the line. So yeah. how does that work? The it, players could actually be personally enriched by winning this game? Yes. Well, by winning the tournament. If you win the final of the tournament because you have a preliminary game and then the final, two semifinals and then a final is probably the best way to phrase it. And then the team that wins gets a pool of a million dollars and that gets divided up among the players. Wow. Wow. So there is something at stake here, yet you're predicting that this is going to be a less violent game than we're used to seeing, and it sounds like a lot quicker. Yes. So if someone's not a hockey fan, they're coming into this, is it going to be hard to follow what's going on or just a lot more exciting? It depends. That's such a personal question, because even with the normal five-on-five... Uh, a lot of people, when they watch it on TV, they sit there and they go, I, I can't see the puck. I don't know what's going it's on. Too and, hard. and they're immediately churn- t- churning the channel. You know, yeah. My wife is one of those people. Uh, but when she sees it live, and I talk to other people who see it live, whether it's three on three or the five on five, they just love it because of the speed and the excitement and the electricity in most buildings. And that should come through on TV on Saturday for this all-star tournament. We'll see what happens. In the past it has, but each situation is a little different. We'll see what goes, but I think it'll be exciting. So the Blues are playing on the Central Division team. Which Blues made the cut for this? This is uh, really impressive. They, they have five people on the team, uh, which is the most out of any team in this year's All-Star Tournament. Washington has four. But when you realize that they're Stanley Cup champs, it kind of makes sense. It's not just hometown favoritism here. They, they earned these spots. Well, some of it. Some of it, you know, let's be honest, you know, they lucked out by winning the cup and then they're going to host the all-star game. So obviously more people get put in. Um, The coach for that central division team, Craig Berube, who is uh, the Blues coach, uh, Ryan O'Reilly will be playing. Alex Petrangelo will be playing. Jordan Bennington, the goaltender who really rode this team to the Stanley Cup last year, he'll be playing. And then David Perron will also be playing. He's the final member of the Blues to be in the all-star Uh, festivities this weekend. He was added later because the NHL announces the rosters and then for each division they hold a special online voting uh, competition where where the fans uh, get to pick the final member of each team. David Perron had the most votes in that competition for the division, so he's on the All-Star team. And how are the other players chosen? 
the captains of each division, that's voted on by the fans. And that's, I forget how many weeks that goes on, but it goes on for a little while. Um, I know I voted on NHL.com for that this year. Um, so they get selected, and then it's a combination of hockey officials, uh, probably the head office in New York, some coaches and stuff, who fill out the rosters in order to make this happen. Okay, so it's sort of a multi-layered process yeah, of who yeah. ends up and, making it. And the big guy. thing is they want to keep the fans involved. Uh, which was a big issue when they changed to this three-on-three format a few years ago. How do we keep the fans involved? Well, let's have them vote for the captains of each team. That keeps the online voting going and the engagement remains. Now, I know as a, I used to be a big baseball fan, it was sometimes just a complete crock who the fans were putting in. Do hockey fans have pretty good taste? That's, well, uh, beforehand, yeah, complete crock is probably the best way to phrase it. Uh, It's changed a bit because of the format now. Back when it was just two teams and you needed X amount of players, yeah, ballot stuffing was going on, uh, teams that were having successful years, and there were a lot of fans showing up at their rank. Their players were getting more votes as to teams like my favorite team is Ottawa. They stink this year. If it was the old format, they probably wouldn't even have any hope of getting anybody any votes whatsoever. So it just depends on the format and everything. But there's a lot of similarities to what baseball had done over the years and what hockey has done over the years when it comes to the All-Star game. Okay. Well, beyond these three tournament games, there's also a lot going on for fans. And you actually talked to former Blues forward Cam Jansen, and he told you what he's most excited to see this weekend. The women's three-on-three, they're going to be competitive. The guys are going to go out there and be like, do-do-do-do-do. But the women are going to go out there and be like, no, 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 no. This is our chance to shine. They're going to be competitive. That's going to be probably, the, mark my words, that will be the highlight of this whole thing is the women's hockey. They'll be competitive. They'll probably get mad at each other. They'll probably get a couple whacks here and there. They're, they're aggressive. I'm, I'm excited about seeing that. That's Cam Jansen. And so he's looking forward to the elite women's three-on-three. That's apparently a brand-new event. Where are they pulling the women from who get to play in this? Uh, the women come from basically all-stars from both countries because both countries do have solid uh, women's hockey programs when it comes to the Olympics and aspects such as that. So they, they are coming from there. Um, and one of the reasons why they're doing this is because they tried to get some women's professional leagues off the ground over the past few years, and it's had a tough time really gaining traction, both of them. So they're hoping that this will be a springboard to really instill the women's game beyond just the Olympics, because when the Olympics happen, that gets a lot of attention. It gets a lot of interest. A lot of people are, are invested in it. After that, it kind of dies. So they're trying to keep that momentum going, but that, that should be that should be really fun. And I liked how Cam phrased it there. Most of the guys will be going around, do 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 What a guy. He's such a character. Yeah, he seems like a great oh interview. Oh, my gosh. He was something else. Now, another new event this year is the Gatorade NHL Shooting Stars. This sounds crazy to me. Tell me how this thing is going to work. Well, and I'm still wrapping my head around this as well. Uh, the way I understand it, there will be a platform above the ice, about 30 feet above the ice, and there will be shooting at targets on the ice. And there will be a couple of uh, the players from the women's teams taking part in this as well, along with some of the men uh, doing this. So they're, re- they're 30 feet up. What's the idea behind that? Uh, the only thing I can think of, because I have to see this to really wrap my head around it, but years ago there was a McDonald's commercial. It's basketball-based, but there was a McDonald's commercial with Larry Bird and Michael Jordan. And they were going all around the stadium or the arena, and they were shooting from the stands, and then they would doctor the picture, of course, but it would would swish, and it would go in the basket, and they would call their shot, and nothing but net 
became the tagline or the phrase that came out of that commercial. I'm seeing it somewhat similar to this, where they're just going to try to do some crazy stuff, see what works, see what they can hit, and then maybe that nothing but net phrase will be coming out or something like that. That's what I have on my mind. We'll see what happens Saturday night, I'm, or Friday night, I guess this will be. I might be completely off, but I'm looking forward to it. So it should be fun to watch. It sounds like this thing has been engineered to create excitement. Exactly. That's a great way to look at it. Um, because there, there becomes some apathy when they have these skills events uh, all the time over the years. So they're trying to come up with new ideas. And this is the most radical one I can remember in a while. We're talking to St. Louis Public Radio reporter and newscaster Wayne Pratt about the NHL All-Star festivities, which are in St. Louis this weekend. Wayne, there's also slated to be a black hockey history tour. Now, again, as an outsider, hockey sometimes feels to me like it's all a bunch of white guys from Canada. Uh, no offense on that. But <laughs> is there actually a history here when it comes to black hockey that's worth exploring? Uh, yes, there is. It's probably not as entrenched as uh, many people would like. Uh, Willie O'Ree was the first black hockey player um, to come into the NHL. He played for the Boston Bruins. I forget the year. There's been um, a few others since then. Grant Fuhrer is one of the guys. He was a goaltender. Uh, I think he played here in St. Louis for a few years. Um, But it's probably not um, as diverse as one would like. Now, there are several issues related to that. It could be access to this sport in some neighborhoods and so forth, because it is expensive to play when you're a kid. Sure. Uh, the Blues are trying to um, expand access by first coming up with more places to play hockey in the region, and that's where the Centene um, Ice Center is coming in. Uh, and that's got a bunch of ice pads and everything. It's a, it's a beautiful place. But, yeah, it's still an issue. There is um, at least one player in the All-Star game this year, Anthony Duclair, who plays for my Ottawa Senators. Yes, I put a little plug in it. Um, and he, he is having a great season. He is uh, probably the foremost black hockey player at this point. Um, and it'll be interesting to see, uh, A, if he's going to, to that tour with the museum and, and how well he does against uh, some other All-Stars. This is the first time he's been in the All-Star game. So there is a history there, not as deep as we would like, but it's still worth exploring and checking out and definitely worth the conversation. Now, for non-hockey fans, the Green Day concert might well be the highlight of what's going on. I'm wondering who's going to be able to participate in that. Do you have to be going to the All-Star Game in order to queue up for this concert? The the way I understand it, it's supposed to be a a free event outside Enterprise Center. So I imagine just go down to the area. You're going to hear them. You could just hang out in the streets and party. That's the way I understand it, although security issues will come into play. So I imagine the police will be... Hey, stand here. Uh, the night before, a band called OAR will be doing a, a free concert as well uh, outside Enterprise Center. I don't know what they sing, but apparently they're popular. So that might be kind of fun, too. Green Day I'm more familiar with, but I'm old. Uh, so but I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to hearing Green Day at that. And another interesting thing, we shouldn't be surprised that Green Day is doing this because before the season was announced, they announced a marketing deal with the National Hockey League. Hmm. So they're doing um, songs for them and some other stuff. They're going to perform... I believe in the second intermission um, on Saturday night inside the building, in addition to what they're doing beforehand outside. Uh, and that's that's all part of the deal they struck earlier this year. So they're not doing it because out of the goodness of their hockey hearts. No, they're doing it out of the goodness of their hockey you know, checkbooks. Now, one final part of this I couldn't help but noticing as I was looking over this whole schedule mm-hmm. of events is that mascots seem to play a really outsized role in these festivities. What's that all about? Uh, it all dates back to, uh, and maybe you're familiar with this with, with a bit of a background in California, but the San Diego chicken, 
changed oh, yes. everything for mascots. And I mean, that's a superstar right yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. And so all of a sudden, teams and other leagues all those years ago said, we need to get on to this. So the NHL ha- has done the same, and they're bringing all their mascots, and they're going to do weird competitions and stuff. That gets the kids involved. And once you get the kids involved, then you possibly have a future of advancing the sport as the years go on. But that's what that's about. That's getting kids involved and the engagement there at that young age. So, Wayne, I'm not going to ask you who's going to win this tournament. But Good, because I, I have no idea. Well, I can't help but ask this, though, <laughs> and that is how does the Blues mascot stack up? Do you think Louie the Bear is going to win All-Star Weekend the same way that the Blues have won the Stanley Cup? Well, I hope not, because if it does, then there's credibility issues. Okay, because I'm I'm kind of being funny there, but you know, if he wins everything in his home rank, wait a minute here, what's seem, going on? It doesn't seem right. That somehow. can't be right. Uh, <laughs> that's an interesting. I didn't think you'd be asking me that. That's fantastic. Uh, well, it'll it'll be fun to watch him in all those competitions. It'll be great. It'll be a lot of fun. Well, Wayne Wayne Brad of St. Louis Public Radio, thank you so much for joining us today to share your hockey knowledge. Thank you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. That's ninety point seven KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.